Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Screen Heroes, your TV and movie podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am your regular host, Derek. I have with me my two lovely co-hosts, Ryan. Hi. And Ray. What's up? Hi, guys. Good talking to you. Uh, This week, we are discussing the new cult classic uh velocipaster which you can find on amazon prime video right now velocipaster and its poster pretty much tell you exactly what it is but we'll get to that after the break before then though of course we will be talking entertainment news so uh, i've got a bunch of stuff lined up here for us to talk about but does anybody have something they want to kick off first with or should i just run with it run with it all right, we'll just run with it then. So let's start with Batwoman. So uh, it was announced a little while ago that Ruby Rose would not be returning in season two of the CW's Batwoman as Kate Kane, the lead character. Uh, this, of course, was really surprising to a lot of people. It was a big deal to the Arrowverse since they've never lost a main character like that before. And we were all curious what was going to happen. I think everybody assumed that they were going to put a different actor in the cowl and we would just have a new Kate Kane and they would just recast. Uh, This is something that, you know, is very common when an actor passes away in the middle of of production. Uh, It happened in the matrix, for example, with the Oracle. Um, And it's a very common thing in soap operas because those shows go on forever and characters get the actors get replaced. So it turns out that they're not going to do that. Um, They are going to go a different route and actually bring in a brand new character to play Batwoman. Uh, The character's name is going to be Ryan Wilder. She is, uh, I'm just going to read this quote here um, to, to kind of give you some perspective, but She's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined. An out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. 
And that's a Reddit quote from a comicbook.com article. Guys, what is your thoughts on this? I think that's probably a good idea, to be completely honest. You know, having to get used to a brand new main character in the second season isn't a huge deal. It's a lot better than, you know, seasons five or six. And uh, if she is as likable as her description, then I don't see the problem. But this way, it never takes away from what Ruby Rhodes did. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure she'll be fine, whoever they get to play her. I'm, I'm probably still not going to watch the show unless you guys, like, give it amazing reviews or something. Um, you know, I couldn't – I tried the first season, couldn't get into it, and Ruby Rose is some of that. So, I, guess, I was hoping that they were going to make uh, the girl from Supergirl that had the whole storyline about being – LGBTQ. Uh, I Alex, thought they were going to make her. Yes. Mara's sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were going to make her Batwoman. I thought that would have been a better choice. Yeah. I mean, I definitely thought that that was a good option for them. Um, but I'm also not super surprised that they don't want to take her away from Supergirl because that relationship has been very important over the seasons. This is a weird, weird situation. And I'm not sure that there's a right or wrong answer. I think recasting would have been just as acceptable because it's still at the end of the day, it's, it's a business and, mm-hmm. you know, Ruby Rose decided to step away. Um, maybe if something you know really tragic had happened and they wanted to respect her character, that would be a different situation, but that's not the case here. So I think that either way is fine. It's a shame that it's not Kate Kane just because first off, we don't really have a lot of representation for, the LGBTQ plus community in the superhero genre. We just don't. And for a character that's got her own show, she's the lead on her own show. And while she's not Batman, Batwoman, at least the name has a lot of recognition to it. It's an easy character to wrap your head around. Um, it's a shame that, that that this had to happen to that character, you know, and not somebody else. Um, so you know, Ryan Wilder would be a completely new character. This would give them a lot of creative freedom because at that point, what's there's no comic book canon to lean back on for people to really complain about when they change things up. And the Arrowverse has changed up a lot over the years to give themselves room. And this this would just be another example of that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, in other Arrowverse news, before we move on from that, the Flash has uh, some other bad news, which is that they have fired Hartley Sawyer due to his incredibly kind of offensive and inappropriate tweets that he has had over the last, uh, two, well, 2012 and 2014 were kind of the big years for this. Um, why don't one of you guys take the lead on this one? I've been talking quite a bit. But we like when you talk. Okay. No, it's good. Uh, yeah, his tweets were in between the years 2012 and 2014, and they ran the gamut of homophobic, misogynistic, and violence against women. Yeah, and, is that and, part of misogyny? I don't know. Uh, it can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and uh, uh, definitely racist. So there is a uh, language in there that. I thought we were all over 
as a group, but guess not. Uh, it's very similar to the James Gunn situation from a couple of years ago, with the exception of Hartley never apologized. James not until Gunn, he got caught. Exactly, which is saying something. He could have easily also scrubbed his Twitter right after he got the flash job and nobody would have known the difference, but he didn't do that either. So uh, it was probably just a matter of time before this all came out. Um, there's quite a few screenshots. If you want to go out there and search it, it wasn't hard for any of us to find it, but it, they really are like disgusting and horrifying yeah Horrible. pretty vile pretty vile and it is, it's also a shame for fans of the show because he did a really good job as uh ralph dibney and um his you know the storyline coming up was all about him and his wife which is an interesting storyline from the comic books um so yeah it's gonna yeah. be weird to you know see where they go without that that was pretty much the only interesting post-crisis storyline that they've had so mm -hmm. you know who knows but yeah i mean obviously the reasons that he got him fired for are more important than the fans uh you know enjoying a character yeah it's it's definitely a disappointing situation because the character just seemed so positive and fun um he plays is his superhero name is the elongated man and you know it at least for me, it, it starts to taint that, that character, you know, previous episodes as well. This is a conversation that could go on, you know, we can have whole episodes about, right. But I'll never be able to really look at this incarnation of that character again. If when I go back and watch the flash or something like that, it's, it's just a shame. And, um, uh, you know, firing him is the right call. He, he did bad things and, uh, he, like Ryan said, didn't apologize until it was uh, something that was hurting him. Um, so I don't know if, do we know, are they going to recast the character or are they just writing them off? Do, did they answer that yet? I bet you anything, they just write it off. Like no. there's no need to really recast. Uh, it's not the elongated man show. He's been on there for three seasons and that's, you know, more than many other superheroes that are just as cool, if not cooler. So I think they can just write him off. The thing is, though, that the character can look like other people. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, you know, it doesn't seem that crazy for them to recast. That they decide to go that route, especially with, with the storyline that they've been setting up. So I don't know. I don't, I'd be more along the recast train. At least it's in, you know, it's, it's in line with the character. So there you go. I, I agree with you there. And, you know, it, it really puts an interesting light on the Arrowverse right now, because if you look back at crisis on infinite earths and the cast that we've lost since then with, of course, Stephen Amell stepping down um, as Oliver. And then, you know, we lose uh, Brandon Routh as Ray Palmer, for example, you know, we rose that woman and, and now this as well like it's that's four pretty high profile characters um yeah ray was was mainly on legends of tomorrow and that's an ensemble show but he was one of the primary guys people. he was also great on arrow i mean mm -hmm. he yeah. wasn't just in legends he, he his right. character was awesome in arrow mm -hmm. you know so the arrowverse has lost 
you know half a dozen or so main characters now some of it was were story reasons that that were being written off some were people stepping away and then of course this so it'll be a very different universe when it comes back in 2021 Mm -hmm. okay well moving on from that um other news to cover i guess we can stick with the the dc content something that's more inform like just it good to know is uh hbo max of course has been kind of pitched as a big hub for dc content since um warner brothers you know owns all the the dc films but a lot of those titles will be going away at least for a limited amount of time and that includes really high profile films like wonder woman um all the batman movies mm-hmm all the uh all of the original uh batman movies the first four batman movies um well not the first four but the the michael keaton batman movies and then uh val kilmer and george clooney yeah, those are all going like away. batman v superman it's going away right yeah but the uh the nolan trilogy is staying right yeah i don't think they say anything about that that's barely a batman trilogy so <laughs> Uh, that's really another just, episode it's just two movies right um <laughs> not even but yeah basically oh, man so that's uh really interesting um even the lego batman movie isn't safe from this it's leaving as well these movies are leaving on july 1st uh, more than anything this really just sheds a light on the complexity of the licensing agreements for streaming rights and that digital content is incredibly complicated and there's contracts that have been in place for years on some of these films. Um, and so if you were going to sign up for HBO max, cause you thought it was like the hub for DC content, uh, just be aware of that. There's still going to be some things out there. Um, and doom patrol premieres later this month, but there will be some content missing for, I don't even know how long it doesn't say when they're going to be coming back. So Yay. any, any thoughts or comments on that kind of stuff? Uh, streaming's complicated and people buy contracts for like a couple of years and then somebody else buys it and like eventually people will own all their own content i mean we won't own shit but <laughs> the correct streaming services will so that is fair. Well, I've got it's plenty messed, of DVDs, right? So it's messed up that I, th- I still think it's messed up, and Derek and I'll argue about this, whatever. But um, I still think it's messed up that a main part of their advertising was saying that they had all the Batman movies, and then less than a month after launch, they're all going away. Yeah, most you're totally of them are going right. Away, so. No, it's it's not good. I in our private conversation, I had just added that you know it's just it's a common streaming problem. Disney was showing off lots of movies that you would get and click on to find out that it wasn't available. But then um, also you would already be in the app and subscribed. It wasn't part of their advertising. That's why I don't really quali- you know, they're not, I, it's not the same thing. I, I don't, I don't, they're both deceptive practices. Yeah. And I think that's the problem, right? Is that with, unless you're an insider who can see these contracts, it's really hard to know when you can watch something. Um, you know, there's, there's tons of entertainment blogs that actually put out a list every month of what's leaving Netflix this month, you know, mm-hmm. just to help people know. Cause if you're in the middle of watching a show, I mean, I, it happened to Ray and me, we were watching Buffy and then all of a sudden it wasn't on Netflix anymore. You know, uh, that's a frustrating situation. And you would hope that when 
the production companies have their own streaming platforms, this would be less common. And it hasn't, hasn't been the case. So it's a frustrating situation to be sure. It's definitely not something that Warner Brothers needed since the HBO Max launch was already kind of confusing and convoluted for a lot of people since there's like three or four flavors of HBO right now um, and DC Universe on top of that. So, you know, there's that. But it's informational. If, if that's important to you now, now you know. Uh, the final piece of news that I have has to do with uh, actually something that came out uh, today, which is Paramount has decided to cancel after 31 years the TV show Cops, which frankly I didn't know was still on the air to begin with. Um, and racist white people are not happy. <laughs> they are not tired of seeing their cousins on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a whole lot to add to it other than I didn't even know it was still on the air. The actual, I don't know if this is coincidental timing with everything that's been, yes, been going it is. on. It's purposely canceled because of the reputation of cops. Also, the show has been sued multiple times over the years for wrongful arrest. So, um, yeah. Okay. It, it's definitely because of the current climate. And Fair I think, enough that works you know the the country the world is not looking at american police force as a, a collective set of heroes anymore you know we're trying to pick out the good ones and weed out the bad ones and we've got a lot of work to do that so glorifying them in a very ridiculous white trash tv show it's it's time to be done with Call me, call me, call me racist, white trash, whatever. But I used to enjoy that show when I thought cops were, were good people. Oh, dude, I totally did too. I watched it a lot. Okay, well, I mean, I, feel better. as a as a yeah. kid, I absolutely watched it. Like I said, I, I just didn't think it was on the air anymore, mainly because I don't watch cable anymore. Right? I haven't watched just normal cable TV in a very long time, so I just didn't know it was around. No, I would get a kick out of watching white people like five or six of them with like 10 teeth between all of them get like tripped up and run and their pants fall down i would laugh so hard and you know for the most part the cops were good people so yeah i watched it a lot and also without cops we wouldn't have gotten gems like reno 911 so it's very true and that <laughs> show is amazing i love that show <laughs> A few other bits of news, if you guys don't have, I mean, want to throw them out there, but Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse 2 started production. Woo! So that's good news. We all loved the first one. So. Oh, yeah. Um, Very excited. The Evil Dead. Uh, is apparently, there's going to be another one, which nobody cares about, but yeah. I care about it. <laughs> nobody cares. I care about it. Like I said, nobody really cares about it, so we it's don't going really to, need to talk about that. But, it's going to um, be called Evil Dead Now. Sam wow, Raimi creative. is not directing it and uh, Bruce Campbell is not going to star in it. However, uh, Sam Raimi did handpick the director whose name escapes me at the moment. So Derek basically is saying that everything you liked about the original Evil Dead movies, none of that applies to this movie other than the titles. So. I am really upset that like they didn't set up a main character for us to follow. Ash is so 
synonymous with the evil dead that you really have to hand over the mantle in my opinion also it's the fucking evil dead series and evil dead is incredibly tongue-in-cheek like why didn't they give it a really fun cheesy title like yeah that's a terrible title evil dead for deader than ever or something like that like just have fun with it well i mean i think it depends on what the tone of the film ends up being the 2013 movie which was just called evil dead you know mm-hmm. was a, a serious take more in the realm of what the original movie was supposed to be that you know, and it just was didn't come really off good it was horrifying like they did a great job but if it this is in the original trilogy's canon and the tv show's canon then you know be gross and cheesy with it i mean is could, it though? It, do we know that it is it could follow uh pablo and what was he i don't remember the girl from the show but um, yeah. it could follow those two they're well, already set up from what i understand and i i don't have the article directly in front of me here i can see if i can pull it up but from what i understand they are looking to have it's basically a reboot of the 2013 one they want to have a single lead they want it to be a woman lead and that's i think all we really know right now about the the specifics of the movie i'm actually here we go. i'm going to People Pull love up. the 2013 one so much that we're rebooting it after seven years. Well, I, I, th- I think the... Sorry, Ray, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, like, hands down, if they told me, if they announced tomorrow that Lucy Lawless was reprising her Ruby character and she was going to be the main character, this, like, sometimes good, sometimes evil demon, I would be first in line at the cinema. Do cinemas do lines? I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that I want to see. So the um, the the director is uh, Lee Cronin. Uh, he will be writing and directing it. Uh, I guess it's it doesn't specifically say who's who is going to uh, what the story is really going to be like. Um, so I guess we don't really know at this point what direction it's going to go. Um, but you know, keep in mind that like the original plans after the 2013 one were to do a sequel to that, a sequel to army of darkness, and then have another film that bridged those two universes together. That was the plan. That's why Bruce Campbell has a very small cameo in the post credit scene of the 2013 evil dead. That obviously never happened. They ended up with the TV show and went back to the original timeline and allowed that to go on for three seasons. So who knows what the plan is? I do not expect evil dead now to take place in either of those two timelines or universes i don't um maybe i'll be pleasantly surprised i guess we'll have to see the only other bit of news that i that i had was the bill and ted trailer that came out today right right yeah did you guys watch that yeah it was cute i miss those two guys just seeing them say like be excellent to each other and party on i was like oh what a simpler time when we could so yeah i mean it, for me it's weird seeing keanu reeves without a beard and like mm-hmm. and like dressed up as his character again that was you know how people are complaining about alita battle angel and the big eyes and how they couldn't watch it because they couldn't get past the big eyes it's like that for <laughs> me i'm not sure if i'm gonna be able to watch this movie because it's so weird seeing Keanu like that now. Okay. I mean, fair, I don't know. I enough. guess that was just me. I, it seemed really, it was really weird to me. I'm sure I'll still see it, but 
Yeah, I, um, I didn't I didn't necessarily get those vibes. It was it was cute. I was expecting maybe a little more um musical umph to the trailer. It felt a little flat from that standpoint, but I mean it was it was good to see them back as those characters and the the premise seems kind of funny. I like the idea that they never really figured out what the song was. I think that makes sense. So do you guys think uh based on this trailer that they're going to be like going through a bunch of different like future realities that they created with the original movies to uh find the find the song that would be a lot of fun because you see like super muscular in jail uh versions of them <laughs> at the end yeah so it explains why they cast you know their children maybe they don't have them yet or maybe they're only in a couple futures or something like that right i have a theory about that oh of course you do. I'm sure this is great. Let's hear, let's hear it, Dark. Let's hear it. My, my theory is, yeah, so I, they will go to different time, you know, different timelines and try and find the song. But I think the reality of it is their children are the ones who will make the song. And the prophecy was just slightly misinterpreted. These guys are, yeah, they, they will be responsible in some way for that song because it's their children that will be making that's the song. cute and then they can continue the, the bill and ted verse exactly yeah exactly and then we can get other seven movies of the bill and ted universe that we don't need i mean i think that's what it's going to be i'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing or it will or won't work but i really think that's what the story will be can, can we call it the btcu <laughs> uh, yes or just btu is actually just a unit of heat measurement i, I like that <laughs> i like that yeah Keanu Reeves is definitely a unit of heat. <laughs> He's, I, I definitely prefer his John Wick look to this current look, but whatever, I'll, you know, it is what it is. I'll get over it, I'm sure. Probably. I hope. Fair enough. All right, guys, anything else before we change topics? You remember that one time when we were watching Ash versus Evil Dead and Lucy Lawless first appeared and she was really naked and you paused it and you were like, that's nice. Because I remember. And Petridge Farm remembers, but it's Lucy Lawless. She's incredible in every way. So <laughs> you're like, not ashamed. Don't no. care. No, she is badass. <laughs> she is gorgeous. She is awesome. Okay, we can talk. move on. <laughs> All right. Fine. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will be discussing the Velocipaster, the 2018 classic, the Velocipaster. When we come <laughs> back in all its, its spoiler glory. Velocipaster. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus. 
All right. So we are back to talk the Velocipaster. Um, it's a little confusing because on IMDb, it has 2018 next to it, but then it was released in August of 2019. So I, I guess I don't really know when this movie came out. Um, this film is available on Amazon Prime. It did not have a theatrical release. And its synopsis, I'm just going to read the summary for anybody who may not know what the Velocipaster is. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. Yep. <laughs> so that's the movie. That pretty much uh, covers it. It has a 5.2 on IMDb and a staggering four and a half out of five stars on Amazon. So what about Rotten Tomatoes? I did not look at Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, that's the only one I care about. I'm very sorry. Um, so that's the movie. It's short. It's only 75 minutes. It's considered an action adventure comedy. And let's kick things off with the, uh, the beginning of the film. So the movie more or less opens up at a church where a priest, uh, Doug, is his name priest doug no 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 his name is doug jones <laughs> like yeah. can we just get that out of the way his name is fucking doug jones it's an insult to the creature actor doug jones and doug uh, jones wasn't even in it i know no nope. you should have played the velociraptor if you asked it would have been better um so i guess spoiler warning at this point for the velocipaster um all right so let's this movie I don't know what it's trying to do because it might be smart and it might not be. So early on in the movie, the priest watches his parents die in a blazing car explosion. It is like the first scene. And rather than seeing any of this, they cut to a shot of the street with no car that says, you know, like insert visual effects fire. And I thought, because that's the introduction of the movie, that like that was the idea, right? That they're going to be very tongue in cheek and they're really like trying to be smart and highbrow about this. And the, did either of you get that feeling or was that me giving them too much credit? I thought the whole movie was, was genius and I'm not even joking about that. So, you know, yeah. Okay. That part was the only part that left me a little like, because it stood out for the rest of the movie because they had, you know, effects. Maybe mm -hmm. not VFX, but <laughs> or like uh, the actual CG or anything like that. But they did have effects in the movie. So, yeah, that was that was the only part that kind of stood out and made, made me wonder at first. I kind of looked at the person I was watching it with and we were like, is that supposed to be like that? So, but yeah, I mean, I my my honest opinion is that the movie was was incredibly awesome genius level movie and i'm pretty sure you guys agree ray rachel, rachel especially <laughs> i don't know i can't make up my mind that that scene in community where abed struggles to figure out if nicholas cage is good or bad <laughs> is how i feel about this movie like i don't 
no. There were multiple times where I just had to stop and like reflect on what was happening. So I don't think I'm ever going to make up my mind about this movie. Did any did any of the Marvel movies ever make you stop and reflect on what's happening? No, because well, um, I'd say that this movie is is much uh, more more of a smart movie than their movie. Oh are. my god! <laughs> <laughs> so that is a wild thesis you have. Sir. <laughs> no, that is not a thesis. That is a proven fact. <laughs> Now, I do think it's important to note that this whole movie was made on $35,000. And I think that's significant. I think it's important to be aware of that. Um, and I like the idea that this is the Nicolas Cage of movies. I do. <laughs> I like that that concept. Um, I mean, the premise itself, I think, is really funny. I really like the general idea, right? So he's a priest, and he's he's young, and he's really into his faith and everything like that. And then tragedy strikes and he has to grapple with bad things happening when you're a man of faith, right? And having the, having to deal with having faith in God versus you know, trying to do something about the physical world. I appreciate it's a real existential that. crisis. It is. It really this movie is. is much deeper than it seems to be. And I, I like that. And I like the idea that he just decides to, you know, take justice into his own hands to do something because he feels like he's not, he's not accomplishing anything. He's not actually producing any good in the world. So I like that, that concept. Um, I think, I think the problem is that it's very clunky at the same time. And maybe that's just a budgeting problem. Maybe they just didn't have the resources that they needed to make it a smoother process. So I'm trying to balance the point the movie's trying to make with the clunkiness of the movie to decide which direction to go on this. What do you mean by the movie is clunky? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of the lines are delivered really awkwardly and really kind of um, out of, I just, I just, they're just, there's clunky lines, right? They're written poorly. They're not natural conversation. They're sometimes they're laughable and it's a joke. Other times it's just weird and awkward. It, and then on top of that, the way the movie is shot, the, the choreography is, is really pretty bad throughout most, most of the fight scenes. Um, the velociraptor costume, like I get that they only had $35,000, but that that's i mean come on i'm beginning to think you missed the entire point of the movie okay. if i'm being honest okay it's a spoof movie it's not supposed it to be have lines that are delivered perfectly it's supposed to be bad acting and low quality effects and uh you know uh, bad bad cinematography like calling it bad is is being generous it's it is really on purpose bad all these things that you're mentioning, they did on purpose and with intention. It had nothing to do with the budget. I, I understand that a lot of it was intentional. No, I'm not... all of it was intentional. That's that's okay. that's what it is. Sorry, you can finish your point, but it, it was all intentional. None of it was meant to be smooth or good. Right. So if we if we go with that for a minute, I'm not sure that doing everything as badly as possible is a point. Right, because like, have you seen snakes on a plane? Yes, but and you got it in that movie. 
yeah, but that's because some of it was still like enjoyable for me to watch. Like there was still like, like so you enjoyed nothing in this movie. Um, I enjoyed very little of it. There were certainly times where I laughed, right? There are certainly jokes that landed well. Uh, the car visual effects thing. I actually found very funny. There's a great shot in the church where there's uh, the sun's coming in and it creates a giant, like flaming X on the cross. And I thought that was very funny. Um, there are definitely moments uh, that are, are enjoyable when they're in the final fight scene and the ninjas are just kind of like watching those types of things are funny to me because they're a little meta and I like meta comedy. I enjoy that type of thing, but I guess my, my problem with it is that like we could go ahead and make a really horrible, terrible movie. That doesn't mean people are going to watch it and have the, have the opinion that you just had. Right. So people are watching this movie. So obviously something is right with it. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. It has 4.5 out of 5 stars on Amazon. Uh-huh. It also has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a gap here. Um, I guess the difference is there are lots of other movies that are just as bad. And this one is okay because they did it on purpose. Yeah, basically. Same as Snakes on a Plane. They did that on purpose too. Yeah, I, I actually plane, don't like Snakes on a Plane because it seemed intentional that they were trying to specifically make a bad movie. This movie seemed like, I mean, it was intentional and you know that, but for me, it didn't seem to be an intent. Like they weren't trying to make a bad movie. Like it was, it seemed like some kid in his backyard is making a movie. And I don't know, that made it better for me than like a larger budget for like Snakes on a Plane, for example and them trying to force a B-movie out of something that, for all intents and purposes, should have not been a B-movie. Whereas this was intended to be a B-movie from the beginning with a B-movie budget. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess my problem with that is they didn't... Do, they, do we know that they had the ability to make a better movie? Like, did, did they just well, leave? Well, clearly... I mean, it's, it's incredibly clear in the movie that they could have, there were shots that went on an extra 10 seconds that they could have cut down any normal, I'm not an editor and I can tell you that, that shot should have been two seconds shorter. No, that's fair. That's not what I'm really talking about though. Like the idea of. Honestly, sorry, Rachel, if, you no, you're much, good. So. Honestly, if having the budget that they had uh-huh. and the story that they have leads me to believe that a lot of the badness was done on purpose or or they were just making the best out of what they had like you know china is just a backyard nebraska forest that's that's what it is it's not like they leaned into yeah i'm saying they had the budget for right exactly because as soon as they realized that thirty-five thousand wasn't going to get them nearly as far as they thought it was. They could have changed the script. I mean, that's very close to what Clerks was shot on, and Clerks is considered like an indie classic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's most people consider it a great movie, hands down. So they they could have gone the serious route. They could have easily changed it. They knew the budget before they started shooting but it really does seem like the director had fun with it he cast his dad as the elder priest and his little brother as that uh horrible white ninja so (laughs) that's funny like i really think that 
the director had a silly idea and no money so he just leaned into it as much as possible and i'm definitely okay with people leaning into things yeah they did it effectively i thought it wasn't it didn't feel like it was forced to be a bad movie it felt like it was a bad movie just for the sake of being a bad movie because you know but it but it worked for me and uh you know i thought so i i actually said that this is the best movie i've seen this year oh um, wow so, um and i i i think that the actors the main two the um woman and the and the dude the yeah. velocipaster and the hooker if you go by the description yeah I, I think that's good. <laughs> um i think that they are actually good actors because I don't think a bad actor would do a good job playing a bad actor because they don't really know what bad acting is if they're a bad actor. I think you have to be at least a decent actor to play a bad actor and, and be able to recognize what makes bad acting bad. I don't know if that I, makes any sense to you guys, but they were well, actually really good at being bad actors. So I agree. They were really good. And you could tell because there are some lines that come off wonderfully there's there's nothing about this movie that should have been earnest or intelligent and just some of the things the two of them say throughout do come across that way there was one point when they're in the bedroom and the they're talking and the woman says i don't know anything about god and the guy says well, I don't know anything about dinosaurs. And I literally had a spit take. <laughs> yeah, we... just had to process what, what that line... It was, that was a beautiful, genius... Like, the timing and everything was just perfect. We lost our shit for that one, too. It was yeah. pretty great. Yeah, my girlfriend that I was watching it with, she, she laughed for, like, I don't know, probably four or five minutes continuously after that. Oh, it damn. was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked when uh, they're filming the sex scene and the director tried to go for some symbolism there because like every time it cut to the woman she was in red because you know she's a whore and every yeah. time and he, he cut to the guy green. he was in green because he's a dinosaur like, right. clearly and then, that's... Like, I, I thought for sure this movie would win Derek over when I saw all the montages I mean every good movie has a montage <laughs> I don't and, know about that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, every movie with a montage, a montage is good. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And this had okay. several montages, including it's the sex good. montage. I didn't say the movie didn't win me over. I'm not. I'm very I mean, on the. You... I'm very on the right. fence about what it is. Ugh, sorry. Okay. No. No. I mean, I, it's, it seems like you just. I don't know. You were very convinced that it wasn't what I was trying to tell you it was. So, well, I, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure it's fair to assume that this group of people could also just make a really good quality movie. Oh, I never said they could make a good quality movie. I said they could have made a better version of the movie if they weren't specifically leaning into trying to make a bad movie. That's that was my point. I wasn't saying they could make you know, an Academy Award winning movie out of Pastor. I didn't mean that either. That's not what I meant. I just mean from a from a, a re- I do think the score deserves an Oscar nomination though. The score? Or the soundtrack, sorry. Soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> I don't okay. know who did the soundtrack, but some of those songs were really great. Yeah, there were a couple songs that were wonderful. 
it's a little on the nose, but I liked that. It fit in this movie. I'm fine with on the nose music. Like that's how Zach Braff has made his career. That's true. Good point. I, I think maybe some of it for me, some of the hangups for me are, are really centered around the dinosaur and the fact that like, I think they went too far making it bad. Okay. I think it's just, I think it's too, too much. I think well, it's, it's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. That's what the whole show is <laughs> other than the news segment, which includes some facts. Um, I, I mean, no, I just, I think that, like there's lots of bad monster movies, right? B level monster movies out there with, you know, guys in suits and stuff like that. And I think that this just went like, they went, how can we make the shittiest looking dinosaur possible and then make it worse? And I think that just, that, that was in contrast to all of like the smarter meta stuff that they were doing that I was enjoying. I think it was just, I, I took it as just, not that you're going to care, but it, it, to me, it just wanted to bring you back to realize that this is a bad movie and it was meant to be a bad movie. You know, you had some of the meta moments and things that were a little more clever, right? And they, so they had to sprinkle in some stuff that just was stupid and not clever in there to bring you down from it. I feel like yeah. I've really hurt Ryan's feelings by not. I just don't understand how really you can't uh, understand that. I mean, maybe, maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, like, but. It's just but, too low brow for him. He is just better than us. <laughs> All that right. must be what it is. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. So getting into the actual movie and, and instead of just talking about whatever we were talking about, the China stuff, I mean, that was funny, right? It, it's China ridiculous. in big letters on the screen. And then like two seconds later, it's like, China. Just to, like reinforce the word China. And it doesn't look anything like China. But there's ninjas, so that makes it China. So did he like fly to China? And then like fly back? But like, because everything looked like China. And did the ninjas come back to where he was? Did they follow him? I, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, you're well, no, asking the wrong people. No, 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 no. He, he, the, the movie, like the main chunks of the movie take place somewhere not in China, either like Northeast kind of coast or, or something like, because nobody speaks with any, any like British accents or European accents. It's all, it's really just a bunch of white people most of the time. Right. So that's gotta there's, there's be an like. an Asian guy in there. And he did speak in a Chinese, yeah, Chinese dialect. You mean the head of the ninjas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, but they're they're not they're they they've come to this city right to take it over. That was the whole premise. So is that, is it was the the white ninja was that was in China though. So he went to China. He went to China. That's where he and gets, then he gets the arrow the arrow through the thing, and then he grabs the I think is a dinosaur claw or a dinosaur tooth. I don't really know, and then. Uh, turns in the Velocipaster and wakes up back in his church. Right. And then all the ninjas come to where he is. Right. Yep. Okay. I mean, yep. I guess that makes as much sense as anything else. I mean, that's what I gathered anyway. That's what, that's what I seems... thought he kept going to like walking to China. Uh, like he was thought... hanging out in a place where he could just like neighbor China. <laughs> I thought the ninjas were like a worldwide drug organization. Yeah. I didn't think that. I mean, like... they were a cocaine smuggling operation right. of some kind. Right. I didn't think that the Chinese ninjas were supposed to be the same as the American ninjas. I thought like they were just all coordinating. Mm -hmm. 
Right. They weren't literally the same people, but they were, it was like the foot. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how I interpreted this. That's yeah. That's, that's what I, I got from that. The thing that confused me uh, was more towards the end where I wasn't entirely sure what the head ninjas like end goal was like, did he 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 said it? Maybe I'm misremembering. I'm forgetting it then. What was it? He wanted to uh, sell cocaine on the streets. Yeah. yeah. And then those people would go to rehab programs that are usually done at a church and then they would find God and then they'd have to right. still come back for more cocaine. Right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, so they're a religion, they're a religious organization. Too. Right. They're right, all right, right. for God. Everything's that, that makes for sense. God. Okay. I got it now. Yeah, yeah. So uh so that 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 concept I liked because our main guy, Doug, Dougie here, he turns kind of to the dark side in a way, right? To oh, try yeah. he and, murders people. He embraces the Velasa. Only bad people, right? He's he's like Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, he did scratch out the eye of his mentor, but yeah, yeah, that wasn't good. I thought he was going to kill the other guy too, the guy Rachel likes, Voltaire. Voltaire, yeah, I thought she was going to. I thought he was going to kill Voltaire. And instead, he's one of the only people to come out I know. alive. He has like, nothing happens to him. He's uh-huh. just like, man, you guys really unleashed hell. And that's, that's it. That's the end of his character. So I didn't think that the hooker was going to, you know, die at the end. And I put that in quotations because, you know, she obviously doesn't. She's She heals up just fine. I thought they were going to make her pregnant with a Velasa I did too. baby. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. I'm glad. I'm I thought when she whispered, like went to whisper to him, I thought she was going to uh-huh. say, I'm pregnant. And then yeah. she didn't. So that was Well, because especially because like she a was, co- she had like the covering on and it reminded me of uh, the remake of The Fly. Oh, yeah. She has that dream, right? Where she gives birth to like a fly larva that's like yeah. two feet or whatever <laughs> right? right right like that's what it made me think of so i really thought they were going that route i immediately got the planet terror vibe when uh freddie rodriguez's character touches rose mcgowan's stomach and it's like i never miss <laughs> and like, oh god he, Derek hasn't seen that has he no i haven't but okay. he really likes what I just said. But now you ruined that. You ruined that moment. Now, no, damn. no, it's fine. He's gonna just rub my stomach and say that from now on. So when um, I watched that, when I watched that scene with Marcy, she, my girlfriend that uh, watches all these with me, she said um, that she laughed because she's like, "This, this isn't even a hospital. They're in like a doctor's, like a general practitioner's <laughs> office." <I'm> like, <laughs> that was a dentist uh, office. Somebody, it, it was friend, something like that. Somebody's friend is a dentist. That's you do what you can do when you have a third. <laughs> thousand dollar budget i mean we both thought that the doctor was the director of the film for a while because the cameo was so like forced forced yes yes and i loved first of all no doctor has worn that headpiece in years like they needed that when show he was a doctor when they didn't have cameras well, they needed they in this movie cameras. to make sure that right. we knew he was a doctor right so it's it was just hilarious that he walks in with it and it immediately falls and he has to fix <laughs> and it and they just keep that take in the movie <laughs> yeah, that's what right. i mean they clearly lean into they, that this is a bad movie they're like man it's seven o'clock we've done this already 10 times let's just go yeah um now is that guy credited as surgeon? Yeah. 
the dude's name is Douglas St. James. That's amazing. Um, so anyway, I actually thought, I'm curious if you guys thought this, did you think when father Stewart gets attacked by Doug, did you think he was dead? Cause I really thought he was going to die. Yes. No, they cut, they showed his eye getting pulled out, but they didn't. I mean, you, you could kind of see like what looked like an eye with like the optic nerve yeah, trying across the screen. So I, I don't know. I, I guess he, I, I hadn't, didn't really think he was dead, but I guess he could have been and it would have been fine. So I could see where you would think that. Okay. But uh, you, with every other death, they, they really made sure to show you that the person was dead. That's true. That's a good point. Or, and then they came back to life a scene later. So <laughs> whatever. That was the other thing my girlfriend said was that she, they cut across the chest that she got. Yeah. She's like, there's a flesh wound. And she's like chopping, like, like coughing up spittle of blood and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, they, they hit her heart clearly or something. Eh, she's fine. That's just a flesh wound. She did right. survive. She did. Yeah. I figured they were, they were killing her off once, once uh, father Stewart was fine. I was like, okay, so they're going to kill her off. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nope. 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 She's pregnant with the Velocity baby. God, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know why they like, that would have been a great sequel. Don't you think? The Can Velo- you really do a sequel to this though? I mean, you'd call it the Velocipastor's baby. The director really wants to. He thinks that the world is just fun and ripe for ideas. So I think that if they do it another one, then they need to do it on an even smaller budget. No, oh, like, like try and do it with twenty five grand. Wow. I think if they try, if they like get a studio to to back them and they get like a million a million dollar budget, it'll ruin it. Oh, I definitely don't want that. I'm, the Velocipastor Junior. Velocipastor Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I feel like that's easy. Like, exactly. You're easy. He is easy. Yes. <sighs> anyway, everything about this movie was cheap. Even like his pastor costume was horrible. Yeah. Like oh, you could so see the edges bad. of the collar like fraying and all the loose threads <laughs> and stuff. So and it was like a it was like a poncho with yeah. like a little collar that wasn't even white. <laughs> It was crooked at one point. It was color. crooked. Yeah, it was yeah. like a off-white, like cream color. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was nothing in this movie that was high budget at all. The the, like, maybe the di- I mean, dino hands. The, <laughs> oh god! And they didn't even like bother to, to like tie it down to his skin to make it look like it was uh, a part of him. It just was like flopping loose around the wrist. I mean, come on, that was great. I will say that the. Um, the poster for the movie is actually quite good. Oh, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't really set expectations in a fair way, though. That's true. That's that's very fair. Um, See, like when we we did the man who killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot or whatever that one was called, the, 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 the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Yeah, the poster for that was great, but I thought it was very in tone with the movie, and you kind of got from the poster what you got from the movie. That's true. So this movie was not the the poster looks pretty high budget like video game artwork, mm-hmm. and the uh, and the movie was not that at all. Still yeah. good, but not what the poster gave us. Now I will say this: I'd like to find a. I, I didn't really look very hard, but I'd like to find way back in 2011, he made a the Velocipaster trailer, which was a video short that I oh guess they gosh. ended up turning into this movie. So that means this movie was like for like almost a decade in the making. 
This is this guy's like dream project. It's kind of like Kung Fury. That's the same story with Kung Fury. They made a short mm-hmm. video and then did a Kickstarter for it and they raised a ton of money and then made Kung Fury and it was Netflix paid bought it out or something along those lines. And it totally ended up being amazing. Kung Fury. I am all about that. It's very short though. That's the only That's thing. That's fine. It's like 45 minutes or less. So but I love Kung Fury. I watched it. I was I wasn't a backer, but I followed the Kickstarter, and yeah, you guys would love it. I have zero doubts in my head. So that should definitely get added to the list. <laughs> Maybe we can do like another short movie, short movie, and just review them both on one episode. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I like it. Yeah, we could do that. Um, all right. So anyway, the Velocipaster. Um, yep. So it just kind of wraps up nicely it's over so all the scenes like in the ninja camps there's like they have two ninjas like just doing the same kick yeah the whole time and it's a bad kick it's not good it's so bad (laughs) and then they're like in the next one they're punching and this this is all clearly filmed in like somebody's backyard with like fake tests Draining, like they oh did practice beforehand, and the director was like, "Keep going." But the the end uh, choreography of the fight, I actually thought was better than a lot of the choreography in Mortal Kombat, which we just reviewed. Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, because I mean, this one was choreographed to be intentionally bad, and it was still better than some of the choreography in a movie where it wasn't choreographed to be intentionally bad. That makes that's, sense. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still think that the main two actors for this are very good. I hope that they get some more work because I'd really like to see them in a serious role after this. Um I th- I thought they were really good at being bad in this and so I'd like to see them given a chance to try some other things instead of like I hope they don't get pigeonholed or that this is their only job. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean so the they, the they, white ninja was a little over the top, but yeah, I mean, they've done some other stuff. Have they? Um, yeah, I mean, she's been acting for the last 10 years. Um, wow. So she's been in a few different things. Lots of TVs and shorts. Um, trying to look for, see if there's anything that I would actually recognize. But It's good that she's getting work. You know. She did, uh, there's a t- TV series short called Sadie that she did. Hmm. I don't know. So she's definitely done some stuff. Um, nothing like super high profile um and then our buddy doug uh a little bit less he he started it looks like in 2014 so there you go he's got that thing removed above, above his eye because it bothered me the whole time but yes other than thank that because he kept like zooming in on it the uh-huh. scene i think it was the scene at the very beginning which this scene really confused me too but in a good way when he's talking to the other faster guy like yes. on a bench or on a pew or whatever and then it's got like their faces on either side facing the camera saying the same line that they're saying while they're facing each other i did not understand that scene maybe i'm not smart enough or maybe i'm not dumb <laughs> enough for it but either way I'm, it was so good and then they like zoomed in on his face and like you got closer and closer to that thing on his forehead and yeah, it was a little unnerving. But. My doctor removes lesions like those every day. It would have taken us less than half an hour. It would have been Maybe fun. he thinks it gives us face character. Maybe. I don't know. Can we talk about the older uh, priest and his Vietnam War? Oh my God. Oh, right. <laughs> like, He's clearly in the same backyard. <laughs> right. right. 
Uh, the fact that they just threw a shitty Party City <laughs> blonde wig on him. And like yes. a weird Vietnam suit that's just like yeah. camo jumpsuit. Yeah. And I love that the woman was his actual wife. Like that's the director's mom. And oh my God. I lost it when she just exploded. Getting oh, I her. did too. <laughs> he is covered in all that blood. And the like, other dude's like, I don't think she's going to make it. Or I don't think right? there's anything we can do for it. You think, buddy? It's literally just like <laughs> blood everywhere. It reminded everywhere. me of Duke Nukem. There was this one weapon you could get in Duke Nukem 3D that when you shot guys with it, they just exploded into a little tiny spurt of blood. <laughs> That, that they like their body just disintegrated and there was just like a little spurt of blood that reminded me of, of that but yes it was it also reminded me of uh sam raimi and his blood oh, effect sure. his over the top oh. blood effects or um say oh peter jackson's dead alive how bloody oh. and gory that was yeah, yeah. the lawnmower scene at dinner uh, <laughs> like i do not like that movie that's fair Maybe yeah. you don't get it. Yeah. Oh, no. True. I get it. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little weird that, like, she just showed up in the middle of the battlefield. Yeah. yeah. yeah and they're like, oh, leftover sense. trip mine, like, two feet away from where we were standing, and we probably walked by, like, 30 times. Like, does that happen? Can your wives and spouses just go to war with you and be brought to the same battlefield and but they just know. run in at a point yeah. of like real emotional impact and get blown right up. yeah i mean i don't think she had anybody's permission to be there i think she just went oh okay that's yeah. fine that's not like, i don't think she asked anybody i think that's she just... it is weird that, that vietnam sense. looks like, exactly like china which yeah. also, also looks exactly, exactly like... like where the wherever their church was <laughs> i'm guessing america somewhere yep 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 yeah that's accurate <laughs> um i don't know that i have anything else to add at this no, point. no i just really wanted to talk about that scene because it it came out of nowhere like that character had no oh, reason yeah. for development and instead they were like no let's shove in this backstory for no reason and it was awesome <laughs> what about the scene with the the white ninja where he's just like starts laughing and then the the leader of the coke gang ninjas start like laughs a little bit and then the other guy just starts laughing in a totally different type of laugh it was insane like that part made me very uncomfortable it was so uncomfortable because he doesn't look happy when he's laughing he looks like stoic but laughing and it's like his pitch changes every time it's a different type of laughter yeah now his his brother ninja uh was probably my least favorite character oh yeah yeah, I didn't care for him. Okay. I hated that pimp from the beginning. Because <laughs> oh, like, yeah. he was supposed to be extra evil, but he was just annoying. And he reminded me of Danny McBride <laughs> was way it too Frankie much. Frankie Dolphins or something like that? Frankie yeah. Mermaids. Frankie Mermaids. Frankie Mermaids, because he's swimming in bitches. That's right. <laughs> oh, I laughed pretty hard at that part. Oh, the <laughs> name is I hilarious. I know it's super, super sexist, but I laughed at that. No, the name is hilarious. And when he gets her to just like mumble it, like that's yeah that's even better but and he has a skullet like that was perfect when he took but the other hat. stuff like he's yelling and the things he's saying in uh the actual like confessional like i was i just, thought that was hilarious annoying. he's like well i took candy from a baby but then i threw the baby into a river it's like oh my god dude come on they just wanted to make him 
like, make it clear that this guy is a bad guy so that when right the guy killed that him, he's not just like question. a pimp with a heart of gold that he's like a real bastard right he's a real piece of shit <laughs> yep yeah then you get that by telling the audience that he threw a baby into a river <laughs> I did think that and then so murdering he, his parents, you know, for no well, so when he goes in for confession, I really thought that was going to go a slightly different route. I did too. I wasn't uh, expecting him to die like right through the window. <laughs> well, I thought that he like was going to, I, I thought that Frankie mermaid was specifically going to mess with Doug, right? Like really? that he knew that he killed his parents. Okay. Oh. I, was like, so you I thought it was like, uh, the, guy that killed batman's parents or joker if you're watching the original batman movie oh <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean no i just i just thought that he like was just gonna go mess with him and like he knew that 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 that's this was the kid or whatever but it obviously didn't go that route so you know yeah i didn't think it was gonna go that route but i mean it would have maybe in a better version of this movie they probably would have gone that route like if there's an actual studio version of this movie, the yeah. Snyder cut, maybe. It's the David Ayer cut. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Sorry. My mistake. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we are basically at our hour mark here. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up for the week? I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, okay. I agree. Cool. All right. Well, then that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Next week, we are actually going to be doing a retrospective on one of my childhood favorite films, Small Soldiers, which I'm really excited about. Is that on any streaming service that people can check it out? Stars. It's on Stars. It's on Stars. So if you you need another way to acquire it without Stars, just hit me up at Twitter at RA24 and all instruction on how part to, of this. No, no. You this, will is watch not, it. this is not endorsed they, by Heroes they, Podcast Network. They sell DVDs and... Exactly. They, That's where I was going to recommend have, people. Derek. I actually have it on VHS around here somewhere. I'm not even kidding. Like right over right over there. Um, and we can watch that version of it. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing next week. Uh, don't forget you can find us on twitter at screen heroes pod or heroespodcast.com or on all the major streaming platforms for podcasts and whatever app that you like to use there uh ray where can people find you if they would like to talk to you about things yeah i am at will not be watching a vhs um on facebook instagram and twitter you joke but that's probably a handle um yeah that's probably true it's at siren ray they're gonna, whoever that handle is is now going to get a huge influx of followers from our, watching huge. our podcast. Oh You're welcome. Thousands You're of welcome. followers. Huge. Yep. Thousands. Ryan, what about you? At Buster Props or at RA24 if you want to hit me on my personal one, which I prefer you don't. But you know, whatever. <laughs> but there, there it is. is if you want to. Yeah. I suggest everybody send him really long messages about nothing. And I'm shutting down my Twitter. All right. And I am, of course, at the Star Trek dude. Thank you for joining us. Uh, don't forget you can join us live Tuesday nights in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash screen heroes. Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, live. Come chat with us during the show. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Have a good night, everybody. Woo. Bye. <laughs>